biggest games. The biggest events. Wow, the crowd is on their feet. The biggest stories. This is what you signed up for, Seth. I thought it was you asked for in the game. Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the ESPN Esports Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm here on the desk alone today, but Jacob will be joining soon. Um, We have a special guest calling in, uh, David, the Director of Consumer Products and Business Development um, from the NFL, came to talk to us about their new Madden League today. Uh, David, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, of course. So for context, or if you basically live underneath a rock, the NFL announced Monday that all 32 teams have partnered with EA to launch the first NFL club championship. Uh, it'll feature a set of online leaderboard competitions. People will basically get to compete on behalf of their favorite NFL teams, starting with the release of Madden 18, which comes out on August 25th. And the top players get to compete at the Pro Bowl and the winner also gets to attend the Super Bowl, which is pretty sick. Yeah, it sounds like you don't need me on the show. You got it. <laughs> uh, I think the sweetest part of the deal is the fact that the prize purse is over $1 million with 400000 going towards the club championship. Uh, so, David, um, are you a fan of esports? Like, what's your relationship with it and how did you get into it? Yeah, I'm definitely a fan. I've been playing games since uh, I was uh, little enough. I used to go to my friend's house because he had the uh, SNES and we did not have one at my house. But, uh, you know, big fan of the Madden franchise as well. It's been a game that's embedded itself into the culture of the NFL. And it's, you know, almost a 30-year partnership between the league and EA. So we're thrilled to have such a great partner that makes such a phenomenal sports game. Right. So do you see an overlap here? Like how much of the NFL audience do you expect uh, plays Madden and is um, and wants to watch it competitively? We know that Madden is one of the very best-selling uh, sports games. And we also know from some research that we've done that, you know, some of the key ways that people become fans of our sport you know, the first one is pretty obvious. It gets passed down. It's a family tradition. But right up there with having played football is having played Madden. So for lots of kids where playing football may not be an option, and for someone like me who's not very big, it never was. You know, Madden is a great entree into the sport, and it drives lots of new fans for us. For sure. And it seems like one of those, it seems like an eSport that even casual sports fans can really get into. Um as we most of us know, the three big esports are very niche. League of Legends, Dota 2, etc. They take basically you have to pay, play the game at a pretty high level to really understand the nuances of it. But Madden is one of those games where you can um, sort of watch it even if you don't play it. That's right. You know, we worked with uh, eight clubs last year to do our first sort of test round of what this club championship would become this year. So. The Minnesota Vikings put on a phenomenal tournament at the Mall of America. So if you've never been there, it was in the rotunda there. So four stories high. I remember, you know, that was the place where the Backstreet Boys came to town and got mobbed when I was a little kid. So enormous setup. And they were, you know, playing Madden there competitively. And thousands of people on the mall that Saturday came by, stopped, watched, and cheered. And I think that's what's so great about this is, the portion of our esports platform is that there's so much embedded cultural knowledge with the game of football that you don't have to be an expert in understanding all the dynamics going on to be able to appreciate who's winning, who's losing, and what the strategy is to be successful. Right. And do you see this club championship as sort of a litmus test for team owners that want to dive into esports in the future? 
I think first and foremost, it's a phenomenal way for, you know, the NFL to reach fans that have all kinds of interests. And I think the owners definitely see this as a way to diversify all the different events and opportunities they're giving their fans. They want to make sure that they have those opportunities for everyone. And we know that gamers tend to be younger, very digital savvy, and this is a great way to reach them and bring them, you know, under the tent, as it were. Right. So can you tell me a little bit about the process of the NFL uh, sort of conceptualizing this league into reality? Yeah. So very closely with our partners EA last year as they launched the Madden Championship Series. So last year, what was, you know, a key prong of that was they had four major tournaments. So they called them the majors. That's where they had the big prize pools. And, you know, we worked with them hand in hand. We broadcast the final matches on NFL Network last year. Uh, in addition to, you know, EA's Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook channels. So we really used last year as a test to figure out all the ways that we could really succeed. And as a part of that, we had eight clubs host events last year, like the Vikings event I mentioned. Uh, so we saw some great activations with the Seahawks, with the Bills, the Patriots, all of these teams. And what we really knew is that we needed to find a way to get the fan bases of all 32 teams involved, and we needed to find a way to integrate that into the fabric of the Madden Championship Series. So, you know, there will be three majors this year. You know, we've talked about uh, there's going to be two that come early in the fall, and then this club championship is going to roll in and become the third major. So we'll have a featured event integrated into Pro Bowl and Super Bowl. It's comprised of representatives from every single one of our franchises. I see. All right. Well, it sounds like you guys have been planning this for a while, actually. Um, although the news came sort of unexpectedly for even people in the esports scene, it seemed like it just um, it dropped. But it seems like you guys have actually been planning for a long time. Yeah, we put a lot of thoughtful energy into what we were doing last year, you know, how we could make it better and how we could make it bigger. You know, really important for us on our esports initiatives is the accessibility for fans. You know, we didn't want this to be something where if you're not a pro team, you couldn't have access into this world. If you're 16 and older, you know, you can register for your team at NFL.com slash Madden. And once you start playing, you could go from, you know, your couch to the bright lights. You don't need to be a part of the team. You don't have to buy in with the franchise. As long as you're playing at a high enough level, you can make your way all the way to the big stage. So that means if me and Tariqa try hard enough, we can also play on the big stage and get free Super Bowl tickets. I was actually just sitting here thinking to myself, like, who do I need to be this year based on what I've seen to get me this million (laughs) dollars in these Super Bowl tickets? Right. That's right. It's, right. uh, It's a great way to play. And we're excited that, you know, Fans of all 32 can, you know, be the champion of their team. All right. Well, more ESPN Esports in a moment. But first, we'd like to hear from you. Whether you're new to the podcast or have been listening for some time, we'd like to know how we're doing. So leave us a rating and a review. And if you like what you hear, make sure you're subscribed so we're easy to find next time. And if you subscribe in the ESPN app, we can send you an alert whenever we have a new episode. And you can always tweet us your thoughts at ESPN underscore Esports. And we're back with the ESPN Esports podcast. With Jacob here on the desk next to me now. Jacob, how you doing? Doing okay. I'm still not used to like a 30-minute commute and trying to text and drive, but uh, I know you're not supposed to do that. But yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm good, though. I'm good. I made it here. I'm alive. Oh, I totally so. forgot you live in West Hartford now, so your commute's much longer. Yeah. I, I live in like the northern part of it, too, so like very far. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, this is something we were talking about before the break. Um, David, when we're yeah. talking about Madden curses, is that something you believe in or no? So I've been thinking about it, and I think the only way to know is if I myself get put on the cover of the game, <laughs> and we'll see if my productivity drops off. I think that's the only way to know. I guess we'll just never find out then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that ship may have sailed. All right. Well, before we left off, we were talking about basically the future of the Madden League and what the structure is going to look like in the future. Yeah. I, my other question, so, David, since you guys announced this league, I've, I've talked to a lot of NFL owners and executives who have kind of said this is like a taste test, uh, similar to the NBA 2K League in the sense that this is the first time that uh, NFL and esports have kind of been together. Um, so do, do you think that, that there is going to be this bigger connection? I think we're excited about the growth of what we've been doing. So, you know, we had the Madden Championship Series that EA was uh, our partner implementing last year, and we had eight clubs host events last year. So we were able to see these uh, tournaments live. We were able to put the tournaments on the NFL Network and really expose our fans to what was going on there. So I think this, you know, announcement that we made Monday – Broadening the tournament to all 32 teams is a really great uh, way to keep expanding the program and make sure that we're learning. You know, we're excited that we have every single club involved this year. And we think that's a really, really big step for getting this to as many people as possible and growing it. And for those unfamiliar, this is kind of the first year that we've had uh, NFL owners spill into the kind of the larger esports space. Uh, we've had the Kraft family of the Kraft Sports Group, the New England Patriots, and the New, New England Revolution uh, invest in the Overwatch League, but also the Kroenke family, uh, who own the Nuggets and the Los Angeles Rams, among others. Um, what do you think of this this slowly but surely plan of NFL owners and NFL-related people pushing into more of the traditional esports space? I think it's great. You know, they're savvy business people and i think they're also really really good at getting involved in live event and media businesses and you know esports proves that it can aggregate eyeballs and have people interested and compelled by the content and i think it's a natural evolution for our owners especially the ones that already have established you know sales and marketing arms to be able to integrate into esports and bring some of that you know, established expertise into a natively digital environment and cross-pollinate their skills that way. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on, you know, more traditional esports, more niche esports like the Overwatch League or League of Legends and Dota 2? I think it's, you know, been phenomenal to watch the growth and see the way that the industry is really getting the recognition it's sort of been building for years and years and years. Right, and you're aiming for eyeballs um, from your t- traditional NFL audience, but do you think that you know traditional esports audiences could get into the Madden League as well? I think absolutely. You know, we have the most popular sport in the United States. We have the best sports game in the United States, the best sports game anywhere, really. So I think it's a matter of time for it to grow. You know, it doesn't necessarily have the same sort of global fluency uh, that you could have on some of these fantasy games that aren't, you know, as regionalized as American football. But we absolutely believe in the continued growth of our sport, you know, across boundaries and across the world. When I talked to your boss while doing the club championship uh, stuff and and putting together that news piece, uh, one of the things he kind of explained to me that this was also very much a tech play for the NFL uh, in the sense that you see things like Sunday Ticket, which has traditionally only been – 
purchasable through DirecTV. It's now purchasable to be used on Roku and Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and, and other streaming platforms. You also see the NFL uh, looking at pushing more into tech with Red Zone and things like that. Do you think that this uh, position in esports is also to push the NFL more into the tech space? Yeah, I think we do a really good job of trying to be where our fans are. And we know that uh, in the last 10 years, the way that fans consume content has changed dramatically, right? I don't think anyone could have thought of how much, you know, eyeballs Snapchat could aggregate. It wasn't even a thing 10 years ago, right? So I think we've always been very interested in being where our fans are. And the reality is we have millions of fans playing Madden and we have across the globe millions of active, engaged esports viewers, participants across platforms like Twitch and others. So we know that we have NFL fans there and we know that we can create new NFL fans there. And this is another really great endemic natural fit for us to continue to evolve where we are to reach our fans. What do you think of geolocation when it comes to esports? Do you think that that's something that esports will find relevant like they do in traditional sports? You know, it's a it's a really interesting question, and that is something you know very top of mind as you look at these Overwatch franchises, you know, both domestically and abroad. And it seems like for a, a game or property that's digitally native, the appeal is that it's global. I think it's a different sort of prospect when it comes to sports games because there are natural regional alliances that make a lot of sense. There are natural, you know, regional rivalries as well. So I think for us, it makes a lot of sense to have, you know, things like that. But I, I can't speak to the broader esports atmosphere if that's a model that is really going to work or something that is secondary to the, uh, you know, players on the teams as opposed to the franchises themselves. And is there an end goal for you all as the NFL in the esports space? Is there something you really want to achieve that's kind of on the top of your list? You know, first and foremost, we want to give our fans the best experience possible. And if there are fans playing games, we want to give them the best opportunity to compete and connect with their teams. And that's, I think, what's so great about this model of connecting, you know, esports with sports franchises, with the teams and the locations, is that we can create, you know, incredible experiences that are born both out of the game and out of the actual events occurring live. When you look at a, you know, a Dota tournament or Dota enthusiast, the IP, like all of the backing material that makes that game really compelling is all made up, right? But when you have someone that's really invested in Madden and what's going on, not only can they play as Tom Brady, right? But they could meet Tom Brady. They could have a Tom Brady autograph, right? He's the cover athlete this year. So it really provides a much more robust way for us to connect with fans and build really special experiences. Well, I think that's a great way to wrap things up. Um, that's all, all the time we have for our podcast today. But thank you, Jacob and David, for joining me. Thank you. And make sure you get to NFL.com slash Madden. Pick your team and we'll see you at the Pro Bowl and maybe even the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right. Well, for more esports content, you can also check out ESPN.com slash esports. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Rachel Youngu, at Jacob N. Wolf. Uh, David, do you have a Twitter? I do not. You need to get on that. That's where esports lives. I'm too analog. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the ESPN Esports Podcast.